Welcome to Lean Six Leadership. This is the Lean with the Number Six Leadership.com, where I discuss the ins and outs of quality engineering, management, program, and project management, and how to apply it to your life. I'm a certified Six Sigma Master Black Belt and a recovering project management professional. I have been in manufacturing in one role or another over the last 20 plus years, either as a customer or as someone who's actually been doing the manufacturing up to the point of running projects of one sort or another. In this episode, we're going to talk about the difference between continual and continuous improvement. Wow. Talk about pedantic. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, we're, there's, there, it, it's a rare bird. It's a rare time you're going to run into someone who's going to have an, a problem with uh, these two words and when you're going to use them and how you use them, or even when you use them. You know, continual improvement, continuous improvement. What's the difference? Well, think of it this way. Um, you know, multiple Six Sigma projects across a, you know, a single product line that goes on for a year and a half or two years, that's continuous improvement because you're not stopping and reevaluating. Because, yeah, the individual process, projects are stopping and individual programs are stopping and reevaluating, but as a whole, you ain't stopping nothing. Now, a lean implementation, that's continual improvement. Whoa, wait a minute, what? Yeah, with with uh, with a lean implementation, what you're doing is you go through your five S's. But the what's the remember the baseline of lean? PDCA, plan, do, check, act. Well, that check part is a stop. You know, you, there's there, there's there's a stop programmed in to evaluate your process. That doesn't mean you stop producing or stop making your product or stop fulfilling your customer requirements. No, you stop your your project or program in some way enough to be able to evaluate everything that you've done so far. So the that's your primary difference between continual and continuous improvement. Continuous things is just you keep rolling. You don't have a built-in stop. I know DCMA define blah blah. Come on, I get it. Define, um, measure, analyze. Yeah, I get it. it there's really improve, control, define. <clears throat> Define it just there's no built-in stop in there to reevaluate your project. You know, because you, you, you can actually float between the steps in Demaic, and you want to do that. It's just something. That's just how you work it. So what are the competitive advantages of one over the other? With uh, continual improvement, you're doing something all the time. You're constantly making the improvements. Everybody's becoming very happy with you, and it's just you know, it's the way you need to do it. Uh, but when you have program stops and to do a thorough evaluation, 
you know, there's your advantage in that. You, you're actually getting a better look at your system holistically, like across the whole thing, because you're you're taking a break to look, you're, or, or you're bringing somebody from the outside to come in and take a look. Now, with technology, the changes coming from that, the technology changes that we're dealing seeing with all of this, we're looking at. <clears throat> The imp, I mean, Excel. Good God Almighty, Excel. Uh, that and between Excel and Minitab and, and, and different, well, say Microsoft Project's the granddaddy of them all. But I could, I could make a Gantt chart and a freaking Excel spreadsheet and not pay the extra money for the, for the, uh, Microsoft Project, or I could get, um, or there's a whole bunch of other software out there now that you can get. That's that's very good with uh, project management stuff, and you, you really got to be very careful where technology is concerned. <sighs> that's going to be something I'm going to talk about in another uh, podcast. <clears throat> it, it is it's a real pet peeve of mine. You you I walk into um, a situation so many times where. They've they've done technology solutions. This is gonna make us go faster. We're gonna react to our customer better. We're gonna, and the next thing you know, they're failing three times, ten times faster than they did before. Because they didn't evaluate their system first. They didn't really understand how they do what they do. You know, they know they have a magic sauce that makes themselves much better competitive, and they're actually very good at what they do. Um, and then all of a sudden somebody leaves and, and they can't get it done anymore. Or, or, you know, somebody gets sick and they're down for a, a couple of days and they're behind all of a sudden and they're begging pe people in their organization to get things going again and they're bleeding cash somehow. You know, technology does not make this easy so the key on that is to you know either you're adopting continual improvement or you're adopting a continuous improvement if you're doing continual you've got a program stop you you there's a time where you do maintenance you stop for maintenance and you evaluate your system there's nothing wrong with having program stops but i'm not making money um if you don't stop, your system breaks and there goes your money making, period. You know, you'd rather have planned stops when you know you're going to stop and you can control everything around it and maybe build in mitigations to keep rolling in a different way. Maybe you have backup lines or you maybe develop alternative methods or you subcontract. You know, there's a bunch of different ways to handle those things. And this is just you know a way to handle it and but technology is not in a lot of ways it's not your friend uh because if, if you don't understand your system and then you throw the technology on top of it you're you're not fixing your system I, every time every time they come in like oh we're gonna put this in i'm like but we have stuff. We have stuff that we're not using very well because we're not 
we didn't evaluate our systems before we put this thing in. Or there's a need for the technology because, oh, good grief, our customers are now using cell phones and tablet computers and they want to be able to access everything over the internet. Okay, so now in order to meet our customer requirements, we need to put in the technology. Okay, let's use this thing off the shelf. Excuse me, what? It's cheaper to go with the off the shelf than to have it custom made. Okay, so when we don't make this thing work in our system because it doesn't quite match up because, oh, we have a slightly more open system. What I mean by open system is there are situations where you kind of have information backwatered or segregated uh, into different areas because you don't want your your competitors to get some of that information. Or, to be honest, the customer doesn't need to see some of this because we're kind of saving money here and it's going to help us with the profit a little bit. And I'm not talking about I'm not talking about outright lying or anything like that. I'm talking about we're, we're padding a little bit to protect ourselves. There's, I don't like to do it. I try not to do it. But, you know, let's face reality. You know, they, they, there are people that do that. And we have to kind of account for it. And it's in some way, shape, or form. So, so how are we developing these cost savings? Well, how, how does continual improvement versus continuous improvement give us cost savings? Well, it's, it's actually pretty simple. With the continual improvement, with the you know program maintenance stops, come on. Duh. When I can program my maintenance and, and I can maximize my employees uh, and give them time off. Because... But, but my employees, they're the greatest in the world. They're like owners. <coughs> no, I'm not cynical. Like, okay, I am. Um, but not all employees are going to have the heart of an owner. It's just not going to happen. And there's a reason for that. There's a very good reason for that. Uh, there's just no way for an employee who's getting paid a wage to show up and leave and is told that they are what they are, they're going to be trying their best, their absolute best. No, they're going to try when they're paid and then they're going to leave. Personally, I tend to have a heart of an owner because I want uh, to make sure that whoever I'm working for gets the best of, and the best. And you know, I've been known to run myself into the ground and do really bad things to my health for it. Um, you know, not not drugs or anything like that. I just I tend to overwork in times, um, and it's been detrimental, unfortunately. So I understand all that. So I'm doing a little better with that. But you've got to make sure that you're. I mean, yeah, you're focusing on the cost savings, and you know, giving your employees time off while other employees are doing maintenance a pretty good thing and then the maintenance people can take some time off while you're while the other guys are making the money it's the way it is well my maintenance guys don't make me money oh don't don't ever get into that idea they're overhead 
Yeah, they are, but it's that maintenance that keeps your machines running. Duh. Okay, so that's, like I said, I no, I'm not cynical. Now, how do you do the whole continual versus continuous? You know, which one's which one's better? What? Well, continuous is your strategic one because you're not stopping. <laughs> You're you're it, it's you're not stopping. You're you're finding ways to keep things going. You don't stop for nothing. You don't stop for maintenance. You don't stop for you know. There's nothing wrong with that. I tend to not like it. But then again, there's a way you can, can be doing continuous improvement and have your maintenance stops and still have things rolling. But you got to make sure that you're able to have capacity, have other lines, have other things. If you don't have that, then continual improvement is your way to go. I mean, yeah, this is very pedantic. This is very, um, you know, this is so splitting the hairs. This, this is semantics at its best. But when you're dealing with an ISO auditor <laughs> who, who has a dictionary, it's like, you, you come across this stuff and you got to play the game. But it does make sense because the first thing in the basics is teamwork. If you were going to do continual, you need to have the team on board for the stops and the goes and, the, and everything in between. But the continuous improvement, you know, how you're mitigating, you know, that's, you know, keep things rolling. You know, how do you define that? That's the other thing. You got to make sure that your terms are seriously defined. Now, big, big, big piece of this on the basics is, you know, customer focused. I mean, you can sit there and be, we're doing this because of our, sh our shareholders and we're doing this because of our stakeholders. If the money ain't flowing in, you ain't doing it. Just bottom line. Right, and anything with Lean Six Sigma program manager business period. If there is no money coming in, you are not doing it. It's just that simple. So your customer is your bottom line, is your absolute focus. So you whatever they want, they gotta get. So, you know, you gotta put in the extra inspections, you put in the extra inspections because you know, I do that that a lot. I mean, do we have to inspect half these things the, the way we do for government programs? To be honest, no. No, they don't really need to be inspected all that darn much. But they are because, you know, the, the customer wants those inspections. They want that assurance that those things are not going to be a problem. Well... They're, and they're paying for it. That's the key. If they want that stuff, they got to pay for it. So it's got to be customer focused and justified. The customer's got to justify it. What do I mean by that? They got to pay for it. And they'll fo you focus on what they want, and they'll, they'll, they'll make sure they tell you this is what we want. And if we don't get it, we're not gonna, you know, we're gonna buy it. But then they got to pay for it. So if it ain't in the PO, if it's not in the contract. You don't do it. But we need to hold on to their business. They didn't ask for it. It's not justified. 
that is so hard to get through a whole lot of people's heads. But we got to do this improvement. That's nice. That's great. Is that is 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 that some is that an outcome the customer is looking for? If it's yes, okay, yep, yeah, we're on it. If it's no, don't do it because it's not justified. It's not gonna get paid. But but we're doing this for the good of society. No, you're not. You're doing to get paid. You got. You're providing a good or service to everybody else for remuneration. Period. The end. If it's not going to get paid, you don't do it. But but we screwed up. We gotta make up for it. Well, that's you paying for it. Somebody's paying for it there, not the customer at that point. Because you're paying for your screw-up. That's a whole different thing. That's a completely different thing. And that's, we're going to talk about that in another podcast, I guarantee you. We're setting up a lot of stuff here that we're going to be talking about in another podcast. I've talked about them before in previous podcast iterations that I've gone out there with and in classes that I've taught. These are very, very, very big topics that are, that are dealt with. But the primary thing, customer justification. Customer focus, customer justification. And you, and you gotta make sure your whole team's on board. Whole team's on board. You can't you can't silo this. You cannot silo this kind of stuff. Because, oh, we got this improvement program going. Yeah, but it's not gonna work here. Uh, why? Because if you do this, this, and this, if this is shut down, we can't do this, and then there's a regulation for that. What? <laughs> See how it all ties together? That's the basics. Teamwork, customer focus, and customer justification. Bottom line. You can't do it any other way. Now, one thing that people screw up is sustainability. I mean, yeah, there's little little stumbling blocks and the stuff I just talked about about in the basics. But the one thing you get a continual improvement continuous improvement you get something like that going you get it going it's going we got things going on we got projects and programs we got things improving we're saving money left right and center we're making things we're making things happen we're making it great we're making it, it, it the customers loving us and then there's a new ceo or or i i swear half the time uh, that they do a Lean Six Sigma, it's to pretty up the company so they can sell it to another company. And then when the new company takes it over, they look at it and go, go away with this continual improvement, continuous improvement crap. Just make the product, get it out, make the money. What happened? Well, you didn't set up your accountability. You didn't set up your reporting. Your reporting. See, accountability, that, that, it's just, it's so important. Accountability, accountability, accountability. Anybody who's had to deal with drug addiction, anyone who's had to deal with uh, correcting a behavior of their own, uh, losing weight, um, you know, exercising, the, the most important thing is accountability. 
accountability, cleaning up your house, um, you know, staying true to something, accountability, accountability, accountability. Make sure that accountability is customer focused. Now, what does that mean? What does setting up and ensuring it's customer focused mean? It means that you're reporting to somebody. Well, is it your customer you're reporting to? Not quite, but in a way you are. And the customer's not satisfied? Well, guess what? You're not adhering to what you're trying to do. You have your internal reporting and everybody's paying attention to it. And the main part of that is it's gotta be C-level. That, that chief executive officer, owners, whoever, they got to be involved. If they're not, and then things change or they're not getting reports and they're not, or they're, they're getting the reports and they're just paying lip service to it. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to end well. That is not going to end well. But when they are paying attention to it and they are involved and they are making sure that these things are getting done and reported to and they're deeply involved and they're making sure that the reports are coming to them and that there's and there's you know they have a management review meeting okay let's say let's say what you know the management review meeting was required requirement per ISO 9000 for anybody with any organization with a quality management system and out of that management review meeting you know they're going to be reviewing a few things they're going to be reviewing the internal audits they're going to be reviewing, reviewing external audits they're going to be reviewing their key process indicators and then they're going to be reviewing corrective actions that have been assigned from customers and from internal and from internal uh, actions and from internal. Uh, if there are no corrective actions, if there are no actions for this management review meeting, it was done wrong. It was period, the end, done wrong because there will always be action items from a properly run management review meeting. And I don't mean make work things. No, there will be actual legitimate items that need to be addressed that have to be worked on. And this is gonna be driven from a continual improvement or continuous improvement activities. They're gonna generate corrective actions that need to be addressed. And it's gonna be done on you know, a, a yearly basis. And it's going to be driven from those senior level managers. Because the guys on the production floor and the middle and the middle manager type peoples and the supervisor, they're going to have all kinds of actions that they're going to want to do. A lot of them are going to make sense. A lot of them are going to be awesome. There are going to be some brilliant stuff in there. Don't tell your don't tell your people short. You'd be surprised. The problem is, how customer focused are they? You know, they're focused on what they're trying to get done. This is great. That's what we want them to be. Are they focused on customers? Some of them are. Some of them aren't. The C C level people better be focused on the customer. The sales people better be focused on the customer. They need to bring. They need to be in on this stuff and involved and they need to come up with a mutual decision as to yeah this is what we got to do if you don't do it then we're going to have problems 
Why does this matter? Well, story time. Story time with Martin. Yay. Are we ready? Okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite stories to tell. We did um, a Kaizen improvement on a uh, production line. And, uh, had uh, cleaned up this area, about 300 square foot area. Uh, a whole bunch of stuff got out of the way. Where we 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 had the whole uh, you know red tag auction, all that stuff. We went through the whole thing, and then nobody came by and said we're going to do this, we're going to do that, with that, whatnot. So it's like okay, toss it. So we went ahead and started throwing throwing crap away. Two days later. The operations officer comes running out. It's like, no, why did you throw all this away? It's like, you had two weeks to look at this. <laughs> you had two weeks. No, I was always like a month and a half. You know, a month and a half to look at this and tell us what to do with it. I mean, here, there's your signature on it that you actually signed off and to throw it away. You, you did this. And I, I had the paperwork. I had the receipts. Yeah, I keep my paperwork. I keep it straight. And and they turned around and they forced my guys that were my focals for this that that created the the, the space and all this other stuff to do dumpster diving to pull stuff out. I'm not gonna go into the details on that. There was some shady, shady stuff on there I found out was going on with the with those parts not working motors. It's like really? Really? Now, there was another improvement program or another improvement process. We didn't implement anything. Well, we did some implementations, but it was an anodyne process. So we're talking about dipping in anodyne and acids and all this other stuff. Well, you know, we're talking about some, you know, we're talking about some very caustic, corrosive uh, baths uh, process. And we're talking about titanium. We're talking about some other things here and we had some ways of doing improvements on that and we were gonna we looked at it and we're like oh wait a minute like fifteen thousand dollar piece on this thing and then we did the math on it no nah, couldn't justify it couldn't justify it it would have improved the process uh but it wouldn't have saved any money it would have cost us more money than we saved or than we could have even hoped for and just not not gonna um you know, just not going to make it work. So we turned it around. And we got some other other stuff figured out where we could actually prevent damage to parts and whatnot that were being made at the time. So those are my two quick little stories. I'm keeping them vague in general. I don't want to throw the company under the bus even though they kind of don't exist anymore. But still, you know, they're... You know, there was a lot of hard work there, a lot of good people, a lot of good work being done on there. Just, you know, just some bad timing and a couple of you know, bad investments. And, you know, that company went went away. Well, they're still around, but they're doing other things. They're doing what they were doing. Um, but, you know, but like I said, the markets change, things change, and they move on. You know, I'll, I'm going to talk about that, too. <laughs> it's at one time in the future. I'm going to be... We'll be talking about 
you know how you know markets and and stuff like that i'm even bringing a little bit of uh, some politics and religion at some point in the future too not that i you know i'm not going to talk about it in, in any specifics or you know just keep it in very general vague terms you know i'll be i'm probably going to be somewhat offensive but i'm not going to really step on those kind of toes so well that was quick now that we've discussed you know continual continuous improvement let me know whatever you want to talk about i've got a few more lined up ready to go you can uh you can go to the lean six leadership.com find me on linkedin twitter um facebook you know martin hickey on facebook and linkedin um 40 millimeter LSS engineer on Twitter. I need a better handle on Twitter. <laughs> and let me know what you think, what you want to hear. And I'll talk to you on the next one.